Welcome back, Eigen family. So, hey everyone. guys, make sure to like, share, comment, and subscribe if you haven't already. Check out the EigenBros.com, EigenBros on Twitter, EigenBros on Instagram, EigenBros2 on TikTok. And we also thank our Patreon subscribers and supporters. Uh, we appreciate you guys. Yeah, and we got let's a new get one into this the week. episode. Yeah, yep. we got a new one this week. Shout out. Um, Indeed. And, uh, yeah, let's get, let's get into it this week. Mm-hmm. We... Uh, Damn, actually, we're going to have to redo this. Why? Because we didn't say like, comment, share, subscribe, did I we? I did. Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay, all right, I'm to cut this out. <laughs> You're not paying attention, Juan? I'm not. I'm zoning out. We don't have to cut, we don't have to cut anything out. Just okay, let it roll. I'm seeing the levels. I'm seeing. I'm just making sure Terrence is, yeah. is not blasting through the mic here. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> not blasting yet. No, not blasting <laughs> off like Team Rocket. But, um, yeah, this week, uh, there was a lot of interesting news. Yeah, that we have it was. that we feel. I feel like we have to discuss. And actually, we're recording this podcast on a late, so we might actually be kind of relevant. Yeah, uh, for once. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for once we might be. It might be like relevant news still. Yeah, and um, it's. Uh, but which one do we want to touch base on first? Well, I guess I'll start since yeah. this was probably the biggest one. The salacious, the or you want the scientific? The scientific. Okay. The scientific. So, um, so yeah. So I was. We were talking about the um, the uh, protein folding. So basically. Mm-hmm. Google came out with a, uh, a, I don't even know what it is. I don't know if it's software or an algorithm or something, but Google has a little program called AlphaFold, and they came out with this uh, crazy um, AI AI program that's able to actually solve the three-dimensional structures of proteins just based on the uh, amino acid compositions that are given to it. So it came out with like a 90 over 90% um, confidence mm-hmm. in terms of the, um, or I guess matching with what the actual uh, protein shape was supposed to be. It's crazy. It's basically like one of these really hard problems. The protein folding problem is one of these hard problems that was basically effectively solved, as they say, um, from this alpha fold uh, program. Yeah, it just displaced all chemists and, and, bi- <laughs> just, and biophysicists in one. Right. <laughs> in They're one, jobless now. Yeah. <laughs> Your days are numbered. <laughs> Just kidding. No. But yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, I'm, I'm like, it's it's nice seeing all these like kind of AI machine learning um, big leaps nowadays. Um, yeah. I think it's just going to get more crazy. Yeah. Um, it seems like we're just barely scratching the surface in terms of AI and what its capabilities are. Um, but yeah, that's a that's a that's kind of a big deal um, because apparently, I mean, I didn't really even know this before until I started researching. Is that you know like protein folding is like the shape of proteins is like a lot has a lot to do with their function. So for instance, I don't know if you know about like antibodies. Yeah. So antibodies are basically for those who aren't familiar, the, um, the, uh, proteins that white blood cells shoot out to attack cells. So the shape of them is a Y shape and that Y shape actually is responsible for actually allowing them to be able to like attach to like viruses and bacteria and actually destroy them. So the shape is actually a big determinant in how the function of the protein, um, or or the, it's a determinant of the function of the protein. So it's pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I think we were saying that this this is going to revolutionize pharmaceuticals. Yeah, potentially. I don't really know. I didn't really research in that end. Yeah. But maybe you could actually I'm talk just more once since I know you're uh I was a you're uh, coming from a bio background. background in some yeah. Sense. It just seems to me like if you're if if you know how protein folding is to occur, you know you can almost back engineer or reverse engineer um, like pharmaceuticals or whatever. Mm. See, I was thinking that it could also be used for like you can build your own kind of That's protein what I mean. shape. Like you can oh, say yeah. like, oh, I want to build like this protein to do this. Yeah. So with this program, you might be able to extract. Maybe you can even do it reversible. I don't know if it is reversible, where you can figure out a shape and then reverse engineer what the amino acids are supposed to be. Yeah, because um, you I know think you could do that. Okay, I'm not sure. Um, I don't really know the extent of the stuff because I didn't read the paper, but I do know that they take the amino acids first and then extrapolate the shape from that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's a two way street though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I imagine if you know the ingredients that come into making the shape. I don't know if the simulations run run this kind of sequence or what kind of sequence they run, mm-hmm. but uh, it seems to me that you can now have. I would say the industry has been like dreaming of this scenario of like designer drugs uh, yeah. that like give you 
that that this is a good way to kind of get to an end result of like knowing um yeah no knowing the end result like how the proteins how it be how the proteins fold and how it affects uh the processes and stuff the biological mm. processes and stuff yeah uh, i think um I think it's going to be quite powerful in the future, and I think it's just going to get better. Honestly, oh, it's going to make Google's now um, going to like patent uh, like certain drugs. Google's going to be in your pantry now. <laughs> yeah, like, Google's going to be making drugs and stuff now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably Google's just going to take over the world. I mean, they're kind of a scary uh, company. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, like thinking about like, I mean, I I thought about that. I, I made a joke about the job displacement thing, but that's like a legitimate thing. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Right. Like, cause like they're, but of course you would hope that they just transfer over to new areas, which is going to be the case of course. Yeah. But then of course it might make it so that you don't need as many researchers for this particular thing maybe or something. But yeah. I would hope that it doesn't transfer in a job loss. I would hope it transfers into jobs that only humans can do for now. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I it allows us to. To do you other know, things. To do other things. Well, the idea is that technological innovations help us uh, reduce the costs of producing goods, right? Yeah. So that I think we talked about this. I I think you and I kind of agree that technology is the one thing that's going to get us to like a post scarcity kind of society, right? Ideally. Think, ideally. You know, I think we all dream of the Star Trek scenario where yeah. we can just do whatever the hell we want, you know, yeah. because you could just grab the food off the grocery store counter because there's just such an abundance, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, I think that's the ideal. Yeah, but I'm saying like technological innovations are the only way to get to that. We're reducing the cost of like labor in some sense, right? Because we're getting machines and stuff to do it for us instead of freeing us from the the toil of work and shit. Yeah, you know? yeah. Yeah. So get ready chemists with your degrees. <laughs> no, I don't know if – I don't know if – because pharma, pharma – uh, Big pharma is going to latch onto this, I think. And oh, and like try to get the uh, alpha fold algorithms and things. I mean, Google's. I don't know if. Do you think Google's Google would a, sell this? Google would probably keep it. To be I'm honest. not sure though. They might release it because I could see Google going either way. Because you know they're what, kind of a company good, that tries. Guys? To, yeah, you know they're a company really? that tries to be like a good guy technology company at least yeah. on the front end you know? <laughs> yeah. they like try to say that and meanwhile they're harvesting all your data and then yeah. you know <laughs> yeah i think their mo- i think their motto is do no evil or yeah something. yeah but so like yeah. they're like they're like half half good yeah. at least or at least they try to be i guess yeah so i could see them maybe releasing it to the public also because it's got such heavy heavy potential use in research sectors yeah you know there could be a rallying cry by you know chemists chemists and biologists and whatnot to release that and I could yeah. I could see Google doing it, but um, since they are a private company, who knows, right? Or who public knows? company, they are. You know, They're public, yeah, publicly traded company. Yeah. But who knows? But yeah, it, it would be. You're saying it would take an initiative by scientists to really push kind of the advent of like just like kind of like. Do you think this is as big as like vaccines? Like kind of like I think it could be potentially. Yeah, yeah, I could see this being a gigantic thing. And I only know that I'm only saying this based on what I've seen because I've literally seen on Twitter like every like science tech guy talking about this discovery, mm-hmm. and it seems like it's a big deal. Although yeah. I have to say I am ignorant of the magnitude. You're, I mean, we're because, not we're um, not we're not like specialists in this. Yeah, and I, don't, I really I really don't know anything about protein folding. I mean, literally like zero. The only thing I know is what I just read in that article about um, alpha alpha fold. Um, but from what it seems, it seems like a big deal within the community. Mm-hmm. So, of course, maybe one day I can read the paper and see exactly how big of a deal it is. But until then, I'm not sure. I, I just assume that from all the uh, hoopla, mm-hmm. you know, everybody's like excited about it. And it's going to be a game changer. Yeah. Um, oh, so you got it pulled up here, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is an article by uh, in, on Nat- in Nature um, published two days ago. It will change everything. Yeah. Okay. So there you go. See, I saw I saw this come out before there was even an article written on it. Yeah. I think a scientist probably did the tests on it, and then he got super excited and tweeted it out (laughs) because there was no there were no articles on it when I was reading about it. And then he mysteriously disappeared. (laughs) He's like celebrating somewhere. Like, um, no, uh, John Moult, uh, quote unquote, said this is a big deal. This is a computational biologist at the University of Maryland. Mm. Uh, 
co-founded CASP, the Critical Assessment of Structure Prediction. Yeah, so that's um, kind of like the um, competition that they all go to. Mm-hmm. So this was CASP 14, apparently, yeah. when the AlphaGo hit that nine, over 90% certainty. Um, whereas the older one was like, um, it was it was still the leader, I think, mm-hmm. in terms of being able to solve the protein yeah. um, structures, but it wasn't nearly to this level. Yeah. I think this is like, since this is significant because it's effectively solved now. Yeah. Because it's over a 90% uh, certainty. Yeah, I mean, that's what they say. I mean, he well, he's saying here that uh, it vastly accelerates efforts to understand the building blocks of cells. Right. And enables quicker and more advanced drug discovery, which I guess is kind of like what we were saying. Right. Um, yeah, it's wild, man. Um, this is uh, – and everybody, everybody's saying it's a ga- – just people saying parroting the same thing. It's, it's a, a game, game changer. changer. <laughs> <laughs> it will change bioengineering. It yeah. will change everything. It will change medicine. At least they're not saying it's disruptive. This yeah. disruptive new technology. Uh, but that's like science nerd talk. <laughs> it's disrupting the industry. Yeah. Yeah. Well, disrupt is actually more like VC nerd or like- um, Yeah, true. Or like uh, Silicon Valley nerd stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True, true. <laughs> Less science. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's wild stuff. Um, I mean, the structure problem, they're saying that um, how protein works and what it does is determined by its shape, like you were saying. You yeah. Know? Um. The structure is its function. Um, yeah, which is kind of interesting. I never knew that. Yeah. I, th- I would have thought that the actual composition of it would have a bigger role rather than just the structure of it. No, but it has it has like that handedness of it is important. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, but is the structure the most important part of it? Because it seems like the amino acid just really determines what the structure is. And then the structure does all the – is like the structure encodes all of the function. You would think, but I think the structure is is a feature of the 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 unique bonds that it has, right? Yeah, but I'm saying, is it the structure that's the most relevant part, or is it the amino acid composition itself? Well, their argument is that the structure, yeah, is, is, and, it's, is, and I'm, maybe I'm wondering it's if it's all of it. Maybe it's fifty fifty. I don't think, but I don't know because it seems like there's from this from this um, yeah. from the articles I've read, it seems like it's saying that. The amino acid composition is how they determine the structure. Mm-hmm. So it seems like the structure is unique to whatever the amino acid composition is. Mm-hmm. And that is really the big indicator of what the function of that overall protein or whatever it yeah. does. Hmm. So I'm not sure. We need some uh, we need some biochemistry uh, people here. Yeah, yeah, molecular <laughs> bio um, people. Um, yeah, I mean, um, hmm. it's interesting. Cause yeah, I mean, like, the, I would say it's, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's fifty fifty. I think it's a claim though. If somebody if somebody I, I in think the it's comments... a bold claim. Because fifty fifty, actually, you may think that that's like a safe answer, but I think that's a very, uh, I think it's a very uh, bad thing. Well, to say. okay, let me not say fifty fifty. Yeah. Maybe maybe the structure, the 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 composition informs the structure. I guess is what yeah. I mean. I think you should just refrain from giving any numbers. And vice versa. <laughs> and vice versa. Because you really don't know. I don't know. Yeah. But I'm going to say the composition informs the structure. How about that? Yeah. yeah. I think that's true from yeah. the articles I've read. Yeah. And this but is just Percentages, from, we're not going to put any numbers. No, nah, I'm not going to scratch scratch any numbers. I'm not, yeah. I'm not good with them. So, <laughs> uh, But yeah, the um, just reading more about this here. I, I mean, it's just revolutionary. I think this is going to be, I mean, I already, when you told me, I was like, that's huge. Yeah. And this is just from. Like, yeah, it's kind of one of these things you can stuff. realize it's already huge just by looking at the headline. Yeah. You kind of know. I mean, once you solve a, a 50-year-old problem, probably older is than that. Is it 50? I don't know. They've been trying know. to solve this since the 1970s. Okay. Probably late earlier than that. Once they yeah. had computational parts to it, but um, mm, mm. yeah, I mean, huge. Sweet. Yeah. I hope Google actually... Um, actually you know releases it publicly and uh like create like creative commons or just mm-hmm. a, a common for the common good i said i guess yeah um now yeah. my question for you Juan, is uh do you think um google's going to be able to solve any more crazy things within this within this uh sh- uh recent time within within a within a short time period from this um with other problems yeah, I mean, did I say that? I said that question yeah. so stupidly. <laughs> like I think, I'm, I'm trying to say, uh, do you think Google's going to come out with any more uh, AI type things? Because they've had AlphaGo. I don't know what that they've, is. 
AlphaGo oh, is the, the one that did the Go. It solved the Go. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. better than all the world, you know, leading world Go players. Yeah. This one's Alpha Fold. Yeah. What's the next Alpha? Alpha, Alpha Brain. <laughs> <laughs> like Google, from, uh, that's a joke Terrence might get. Maybe some other. And the Roganites will understand. Yeah, the Roganites will understand. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think, I mean, obviously, uh, uh, I mean, they're technologically speaking, they're going to probably get the quantum stuff, quantum computing stuff down. Mm. So you think Alpha Quantum's next? I mean, it, it might alpha be alpha computing, but that's not. Qu- I'm talking machine learning AI stuff, though. Because oh, quantum's like AI almost stuff. a separate stuff, unless I mean, you're talking about applying it to quantum's now. Who knows? No, anything you want to see? Um, like, can you think of any really heavy, heavily? I mean, they might go. Things? They might go into. They might just use that AI specifically for like drug, drug delivery, kind of like finding new drugs, like just kind of going through the simulation uh, calculations. Yeah, but I'm not talking about Alpha Fold. I'm talking about yeah. another. I mean, another, another venture like that? Yeah. Or you're saying a whole other industry? Not a whole other industry, but something else that uses heavily like computational AI stuff or machine learning has like data sets and things um, to solve some problem computationally. Mm. I mean, I, I can see how it would be useful in like physics, like mm. material science. Okay, yeah. Like if you could do that, like solve... Like, imagine if you tried to solve... Oh, like maybe dynamic systems, like Navier-Stokes stuff or something? Well, I was thinking just more applications. Like, if you're trying to find a, a material that can achieve room temperature superconductivity. You know what I mean? Like, oh, but is that dependent on the... Um, is that dependent on a heavy, heavily computational aspect? I'm not sure I mean, sure I imagine you can probably take in a number of data and, like, extrapolate maybe, like, what compounds might give you... Oh, so like the particle interactions or something you're saying, like in like computing all those particle interactions to see how it actually Well, taking in known data. In I mean, point. obviously you you it's as good as the person coding the the AI, but or as intelligent as what they give it, but mm-hmm. um but I would say I think it's it's possible. We the have beauty of AI a lot of times though is the fact that it can solve these things on its own. Yeah. You just give it what to look for. So let's say if you were trying to find out superconductors, mm-hmm. right? Let's say just for an example, just mm-hmm. I don't even know this. this put a, vi- a very big asterisk uh, asterisk on this part because mm-hmm. I don't know if any of this is true. But yeah. let's pretend that superconductors were like um, dependent on a particular molecular structure or something. Mm-hmm. And let's say that you can randomly generate a bunch of different lattices or something, and then the computer could just have this heavy this this large data set of different lattices, and then it can run a particular simulation on let's say a, a simulation that allows it to cool down and, or let's say it's a simulation that allows it to um, have a current run through it or something or and you can measure the resistance in the simulation. You can take that whole data set of all those different lattice structures and then keep, let's say, breeding them or something like how they do with those programs with like, um, I don't know if you've seen the ones where they mm-hmm. have like the, uh, the probes where they'll have like a, a little um, wireframe guy walking mm-hmm. And then, like, he'll fall over or yeah, he'll yeah, continue yeah. walking and yeah, they yeah. breed the best ones. Yeah. That could be something like that with, let's say, with uh, superconductivity, room temperature superconductors, like you were saying. Or perhaps you can breed some large data set of um, of uh, different different structures or different yeah. uh, lattice structures together. Well, I'm just saying that, like, if you give it if you give it particular a particular set of data, like, of of where, you know, we have different types of superconductors and stuff yeah. and, and their parameters and stuff and like any relevant data that it might need that increases the critical temperature, right? Um, so that it knows okay. like it can extrapolate in some sense. Like it can make predictions based yeah. on uh, maybe composition. Maybe it finds, maybe it finds a, a, a common a common denominator that humans don't see, right? Right. But you but for the machine learning algorithms, I think particularly you need like large data sets. Yeah. So you're gonna no, need mean, some kind of, of you're gonna need some kind of training data for it. I know, I know, but I'm saying we have we have that in theory. You think? I'm not sure though. Like we have I don't know if we, we but what would your training of, set be in this case? I mean I would give it all the different types of superconductors, right? Like Yeah, but I'm thinking that might not be big enough. Because the um, only types of super that we know like what like 30 maybe different types of superconductors maybe it could be larger if you can probably like less, switch but around I'm saying, but different. i'm saying that there's common denominator stuff like you know like the oisler compounds and stuff and then like the d orbital 
uh, compounds and stuff and how maybe it can find some kind of connection that we can't see is what I'm trying to say. Like between amongst, amongst these elements, I guess, or structures or something, because scientists don't spend, I mean, they're supposed to spend most of their time studying this, but I mean, mm-hmm. most professors and grad students are busy, busy bees, you know? Yeah. So like, I, I wonder, I, I think it's possible. I think that might be, maybe someone's already doing it. This seems like very, maybe thing that's like very doable, but it would take years. This I'm talking, there's the a thing, heavy asterisk on all this though. The thing that I'm proposing here would be a, somebody's PhD project probably, but it would be very computational. It would be like heavily geared towards like making the code, um, generating it and then like getting the data set making it convincing like because what you're saying right now would be a kind of like a prospectus like if i was going to come to a committee of physicists and say i think i can i think i can make a program that can um predict compounds that might be room temperature superconductors yeah you know and then yeah that actually kind of makes me think of an idea that i've had that i've always wanted to kind of do which is um, I've always Are you wondered. Sure, you want to say it right now? Yeah, it's fine because nobody's going to do it anyway. <laughs> I mean, if you want to, by Two all years means, later. I just don't think. Uh, yeah, I'm not afraid to put out ideas because mm-hmm. most people just don't have the fucking gumption to do them. So if you have True. the gumption to do it, then I, by all means, take it from me. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. it's a um, an idea for a website where you have a bunch of you can. It's like a um, a uh, a materials database. Yeah. Where let's say if you're working with like uh, what's the material that you work with in your lab. Uh, let's just say Chromium something, right? Just like, let's just say tungsten diselenide or something. So let's say you want to look up tungsten diselenide. You go to the materials database, mm-hmm. type in tungsten diselenide, and then it gives you all the properties of it. It gives you the graphs of it, like the IV curves. It gives you how it, uh, how it, um, the, the IV curves for, um, for if it's under uh, certain temperatures as well. Um, and it just gives you all this information. It gives you, um, what compounds are related to it, other tungsten-related compounds, others uh, use of selenide. Yeah. Yeah, so I was like, why don't we have, like, a database of all materials? Like, I feel like that would just be so useful to have, where you just type in any material you want yeah. and then look at all the properties of it. They have that for chemistry, but Do they don't they? have it for physics, I think. Oh, if they have it for chemistry, then that's already... They have it for chemistry, but it's it doesn't include what you're saying, like IV curves and Okay, all that. yes. That's I what I'm saying for that has physics, all the properties. But that's physics, like... Yeah, okay. Like, and then it yeah. tells you like even like what it's used in. Yeah. But physicists are cheap. Chemists, I, I know most chemistry labs have like this program called ICSD. Mm-hmm. Um, I, letter I, C, and then S as in... Uh, Sierra. Huh? Sierra. Sierra, yeah. That's, the, that's part of the NATO alphabet. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. And then D, Delta? Yeah, Delta. Yeah, there got you go. it. <laughs> um, You've been playing your Rainbow Six. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the... Um, ICSD that that's what they have and it's it's pretty it's pretty uh it's pretty good at having like all the relevant information I wouldn't say it has everything because it's it's just like it's up it's not updated automatically probably you what you're talking about is more of a of a system that's probably really useful for active research right in industry yeah, yeah. honestly or, that's, or or people who are in uh, private industry but that's pretty forward facing what do you mean? Like front-facing for like industry. What? what I'm saying mean? it's really useful for industry. Oh, yeah. It'd be yeah. useful for everyone, right? Because then you, even researchers, I feel like researchers would kind of better tailor their um, research. research if yeah. they knew what materials they wanted to or the material properties that they're interested in getting. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like a lot of people, it's like you're almost just dependent on what papers you find, right? Like the, yeah. the organization of how research journals and papers are is not like great to me. It's not because like I'm, I'll look through papers and I'll see fucking convoluted ass title. I'm just yeah. like, do I want to waste you know ten minutes of my life trying to decode what this even means, or yeah. do I want to just move on and find something more, uh, you know, more um, understandable? Yeah, yeah, very true. Uh, yeah, it's, it's. I mean, it would be very. If anybody wants to start a business uh, with this. Yeah, I don't know how you might. I guess you would monetize by having a subscription based. You yeah, can do for it sure. Like, I uh, mean, that's what ICSD does. They sell licenses to universities. And there they, you go. But that's what I mean. And that's huge money. Yeah. So, But you have to have, I guess, the coding skills. And also, you'd have to be able to sift through all the research papers. So, it probably require a team. No, because if you build a, an algorithm that like detects. Oh, you're talking certain, like a, um, like a, like a, uh, like a, what do they call it? A, um, 
keep wanting to say a spider, it's a like, crawler, like, a crawler. Bot. Sure, but it, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like it's sorting if it's sort if it sorts through through things yeah. and then finds keywords, finds true, hot words. Because I mean, you already need to do that when you submit papers. True, to, true. To, to journals. So yeah, it's quite possible go. to build a, a crawler bot. Like maybe you're that's our business one. <laughs> if anybody wants to start, uh, if this is how we become yacht millionaires yeah. <laughs> or billionaires, uh, if anybody wants to start, maybe sending some money our way, you can do uh-huh. that. <laughs> Me and Terrence will start coding. Fund the Eigen Bros Materials Database now. <laughs> Eigen Bros uh, Inc. Incorporated. We yeah. become a subsidiary uh, company. But uh, yeah. yeah, and and. Um, Speaking of uh, interesting things, Terrence, mm-hmm. um, there was some news that came out this week. Yeah, about monoliths. Paranormal now, huh? <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna drop that one in. Monoliths. Monoliths. They just started mm-hmm. appearing out of nowhere. Yeah. This kind of flew under the radar, like on on Twitter. I saw like it was just kind of making making the runs. Yeah. And then uh, and then it disappeared. And then people were freaking out. <laughs> yeah. And then it just all of a sudden reappeared in Romania. Oh, is Romania? Now it now it's in Romania. Oh. But it's a different one, it looks like. Yeah. Yeah, it's a different monolith. But mm-hmm. there's one in Romania now. And the other one was in where? Arizona Utah. or something? Utah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Wait, no, Arizona, yeah, sorry. No, you might be right. Oh. Because Utah sounds like it rings a bell too. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, oh yeah. Uh, discovered in Utah. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, cue the, like the article says, cue the it's an NPR article. Cue the X Files theme, <laughs> folks. Did I write this article? Yeah. What the hell? <laughs> the monolith mystery has deepened. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So now we just got to find out if uh, there's any like evolving monkeys in the area. <laughs> is this from? Yeah, because they're saying this is from 2001. Space Have you not Odyssey? seen 2001: Space Odyssey? No, I haven't. It's literally like the literally the beginning of the movie starts with a monolith. Interesting. So the whole movie, throughout the entire movie, the monolith appears. Mm-hmm. It appears on like a on a moon, maybe or mm-hmm. another planet or something. It appears on Earth, and the monolith basically, of course, it's a Kubrick film, though, so you know it's trippy as fuck, and it's basically got all this um, symbology in it, and you can yeah. interpret it many ways. But generally, what I interpreted from the movie was the monolith is like a symbol of evolution. Mm-hmm. Because in the beginning of the movie, there were a bunch of monkeys um, who found the monolith. And then as soon as they found the monolith, they figured out how to use bones as weapons. And they beat the rival monkey tribe with bones. So that's mm-hmm. when they first got weapons. Then later on in the movie, it shows people uncovering the monolith um, on like a planet or something. Or mm-hmm. maybe the moon. Mm-hmm. And that's when they had their technology of making like AI Dude, this just happened and we just discovered the Google AI. <laughs> oh, <deep. shit>. Holy. <laughs> the monolith speaks. Oh, Damn, that's God. a tweet, Juan. <laughs> wow. Uh, one of the greatest, like scientists are saying, this is one of the greatest discoveries that's happened in the past century, probably. Yeah. Dude, and the monolith Damn, appeared. Damn, Juan, you cracked it, man. <laughs> So the monolith appeared again in Romania. What are they going to discover? I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe AI, this is the time scientists look back and they're like, yeah, that's when the first AI regained consciousness. <laughs> wow. Juan, you cracked it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it says- the monolith uh, never lies. <laughs> it says two weeks ago there was a monolith discovered in Utah. Um, mm. And yeah, it's just deep in the mystery of who put it there. Kind are there thing. any national labs in Utah that you know of? No. Not that I know. No, okay. really, not really. I feel like it'd be a great place for one because it's kind of like solitary, you know. Yeah. You could put like one of those neutrino experiments or something there. You really could. North, the northern U.S. Like, I mean, most most cities are, are um, the largest cities in the U.S. are all coastal. Like, there are very yeah. few or near large bodies of water. Like, even Chicago is close to the Great Lakes. Right, because you get the uh, harbors. Yeah. Back in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, like, I don't think there are any major cities that are inland. I think that's pretty vacuous. Even Utah, I think is. And there could be now, though. There's really no excuse now. That's true. In the modern age, I think it's just a product of the times, you know. Yeah, where we needed water to do stuff. Right, we needed water. We needed to be able to trade. Yeah. If you wanted to have any kind of big um, growth, I guess. Do you move faster by boat than by like any? Than any other thing? Yeah, I guess not. Not not over plane. Oh, I guess when we didn't have locomotion. Yeah. We kind of needed boats, right? Because you could use wind to propel you. Yeah. 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 
And that was really the way to get to anywhere else, right? Yeah, yeah. Because you're not going to be walk. I mean, you could either ride in a buggy or yeah. a carriage across, and, and that's way fucking Technically, harder, right? the, the shortest distance between two points is... Uh, yeah, but is, boats are way faster. Is minimizing right? your geodesic. Yeah, so like you would... <laughs> you yeah. would it's, and it's probably much more comfortable, too. Yeah, because you have so much space, you yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, a straight line. It's like, yeah, makes sense. But, um, yeah. It's just kind of what, what's your take on this? I think it's probably an artist. Mm-hmm. What do you What do you think? That's pretty much my extent. I think it's. I don't know anything about it. Though. I want I'm to like, believe. I want to know if it's like is it a solid Is it a solid piece? Yes. Is it multiple pieces? It's a solid piece. It's a solid piece. Is it embedded in the ground? No. It's just standing. It's freestanding. Freestanding. And, and is it, it heavy? Yeah. So it uh, takes some manpower to move. Dimly reflective metal. T- it's about ten to twelve feet tall. Um, it's uh, it was the first one in Utah was reportedly found standing in the Bata Domne Plateau. Is that how you pronounce that? Batka? Bro, I don't know this. Batka Domne Plateau <laughs> near an archaeological it's like site. A stroke. Yeah, it's near an archaeological site overlooking the city. Um, mm. And uh, a local radio station recorded video of the object revealing an eye-aching eye sheen. So it's like very dim, like metal. Mm. Uh, and looped markings along its surface. Um, and there was one that appeared in Romania not too long ago, probably a couple of days ago. Now uh, that I could see also being a copycat, the one in Romania. Because people realized artists. how much traction it was getting yeah. in Utah. And they're like, we're going to make a model. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. If they start finding these monoliths like in our Antarctica and stuff, then I'd be then I'd be like, okay, there's something <laughs> going on here, like just weird remote places, you know. Um, yeah, and the one in Romania is uh, Carabella, Carabellia. Um, okay. Yeah, it would be. It, it's going to be interesting to see. Um, to see I how what, heavy it is. Yeah, I'm trying to see monolith. Uh, uh, what what is this? Maybe look at monolith stats? weight. <laughs> stats. <laughs> give me the give me the stats. I don't know. Like a lot of these. Uh, I, I, monolith I weight. Look at monolith weight. Because <laughs> that's going to be a critical piece in knowing how easy it is to transport. I think so. Oh, this is twelve to fifteen. No, tons. no, 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 no. Oh. Yeah. Uh, so uh, here we go. We we have some more information. A Colorado photographer said he watched the now famous monolith in the southeast Utah fall to the ground. Interesting. Yeah, see, that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, that's probably going to be kind of anticlimactic because it's going to fall eventually, right? Um, Unless it's super heavy. Well, and yeah. And then probably it's going to still fall. He had been taking photos for over an hour, and they heard voices of a new group rounding the corner toward the location uh, <laughs> because people wanted to take photos. And uh, he said the people immediately started pushing on it, like throwing their whole body weight into it. It took maybe three big pushes to get that thing to pop up a little bit and start turning to its side. Um, but yeah, once once they were able to okay, so it is pretty get heavy. it off the ground, it fell straight on the ground and made a loud bang. Mm. Um, so <laughs> it's then something about how you don't leave trash in the desert. Uh, but yeah, it looks wooden though. Well, that's the picture, right? Who knows? No, look at that. What is that, though? This is a monolith. Is that underneath it? I, I guess on the side of it. Okay. Uh, yeah, so... Um, yeah, they were just they're like... They moving the monolith. They were moving the monolith. Um, oh, is that... So that's the group that put it there, or what? I don't know. Someone said it was a cool thing to see, but it needed to go, said Bernard's the wilderness areas. And uh, they just... They said, leave no trace. That's kind of like the the hiker's motto. Uh, apparently, mm. leave no trace. Like, mm. don't leave any trash. Don't leave any okay. anything. And um, yeah, these people remove. There's a TikTok. These people oh, remove see. They the remove the monolith. That's the TikTok. Uh, it's gonna be Sylvan. It's like, it's got this like, it's got this like, like front facing metal sheen, but then Mm -hmm. it's like carved out on the inside. Mm. It's not. It's not like it was heavy though. 
It sounds like it was heavy, but it it's obviously not Asian alien. <laughs> I'm hungry. I'm thinking about Asian food. <laughs> it's obviously not alien because it's like you know, it's got this like it's hollowed out. It looks it looks easy. It looks like somebody just put it there. Yeah. You know what I mean? My first thought would not be alien. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to believe, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um but yeah, they got rid of it. Um and uh and yeah, so here it is, folks. There's it's not it doesn't have anything to do with aliens. Do you think it's aliens? Mm, I'm gonna wager probably not. <laughs> <laughs> what's your what's your confidence rating on this? Mm, at least at least ten percent. <laughs> what what do you mean at least 10% at least what? over 10% <laughs> what do you mean I'm pretty like 99% oh, okay. sure it's yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like 99% not aliens yeah I mean of course it's not really because I don't really know but my first thought would not be that it just seems like it's an artist because that'd be a cool art piece right it is a cool art piece there's yeah. a lot of cool photos that came of it yeah yeah so and then I think the Romanian one is probably just a copycat who saw the fame of the other one and wanted to add to the mystery and said, yeah. "Let's do this." It's too inspired by, like you're saying, 2001. Yeah. yeah. Would you say? Yeah. Way too inspired by 2001. Yeah. Um, but that's cool. I'm a fan of Kubrick. Do you think? So. It, do you think if aliens came, do you think they would be that cryptic? Like, let's see if they figure this. Out. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Um, really, I could see an alien uh, presence being more. Um, you think uh, they'd make you? You think their contact would be very? I think it could be confusing cryptic. because imagine if you have a civilization that's very far advanced compared to you. Imagine if we just went back two thousand years to a caveman; they would just be completely confused by us. Well, right? we'd show up. We'd be like, "Hey, what's up?" Yeah, they'd be like, they would just be completely confused because we'd be wearing these clothes that are like obviously well fitting, like, and they're not animal skin. They'd be like or, drip. Yeah, they'd be. They would be <laughs> swag, swag. Yeah, that just comes out of their mouth. They're like, "What did I just?" They're just. They're like, "Can't believe what they just said." <laughs> but yeah, they'd be. It'd be um, very um, confusing, probably. Yeah. And if we show them our cell phones, I mean, my God, that would just be complete mind blown. So, yeah. I'm sure it'd be very confusing. Well, if they were no, advanced. they'd be like, "Is that one of uh, Moses' tablets?" See <laughs> what it is. <laughs> um. Yeah, no, the, uh, yeah, I, I, I wonder, I don't know, if, if aliens came, I think they would make direct contact. They wouldn't want to, they wouldn't really they shy would. about, be shy about it. I think they would, because if they were advanced, which they probably would be if they're coming to us first, mm-hmm. um, I think they'd probably see us as a threat. A threat? Be, yeah, because usually, um. You think we're too emotional for them? Yeah, probably. Because, I mean, if you just think about it as, like, uh, comparing it to humans and, like, a lower species, like, let's say, even chimpanzees, mm-hmm. you know, they are a threat to us in some sense that um, we can still make contact with them. Oh, we just don't but, know um, how they think. We don't understand. But, yeah, them. if they get violent or something, like, you can't have a chimp as a pet. We don't right? know their You're not triggers. supposed to. Yeah, because they could get violent and rip your face off. We don't know their triggers, essentially. I think we know their triggers, but it takes a professional to be able to do that. And it's a risk, always. But do you think they, st- I mean, they've probably studied us already, right? If, if they've aliens? If, if aliens like I mean you can't assume that I guess so you know but uh maybe but if, if I was around, intelligent yeah but if I was intelligent an intelligent species I'd be like let's study them and then manipulate them no I'm just kidding <laughs> I'm kidding no I'm, no I, I mean, wonder they could do that as well they could do that as well you know, like pretend we've to, done that w- yeah for sure we do that with all animals pretty much. <laughs> so then yeah that's how possibly. we farm animals <laughs> yeah pretty much exactly so maybe yeah. they would but also maybe they wouldn't because maybe they would see us as sentient Maybe they have some respect and see that we're uh, sentient beings, and they're like, "We need to let them be." Because think of it like we don't have that with. Oh, we have with. Maybe they. You know what? If aliens saw us as pets, that would be the best case scenario. <laughs> no, because but you he's can think cute. Of it, Look at him. You can't eat him. He's cute. <laughs> but no, you can think of it like in terms of like um, how we think in like um, of like whales or something. Like, of course, some some civilizations hunt whales, but. The U.S., we kind of treat orcas mm-hmm. and whales as an intelligent yeah, yeah, yeah. species. Like, yeah. we try to stay away from them. Yeah. And we, we kind of get to this conclusion after a certain species exhibits high intelligence. Mm-hmm. Um, you can think of it like in Star Trek, they have the prime directive, right? It's kind of a, I think it might be a, it could be a concept that extends once you hit a certain level of. Um, Consciousness? Of intellectual ability, I guess you could say. Yeah, yeah. Or consciousness. Yeah, yeah. 
So I'm not sure. I'm not. I mean, that's the thing is like you don't. You never know what the case is going to be when something's intelligent enough because it's you get new emergence or new emergent phenomena. Yeah, yeah. That hmm. we just can't predict, really. Yeah. True. Hmm. I don't know. Just uh, I'm pretty confident that uh, that if they were ever to make contact, it would be it, it would be kind of it would, it would be for one disruptive and alarming, but. Uh, I think they would not go to like world leaders or anything like that, like how movies portray. Bro, I don't know. You're, you know what I mean? You're you're saying a lot for, <laughs> you know, no I, I just, knowledge. I'm just saying, like, it just doesn't seem like the most rational thing. Like, if we were, they would just show themselves. I don't see any, if if any, because no, people love doing this kind of stuff. Like, what's the most probable thing? And it's like the most probable thing is they just show up. Why would they even? Why? No, man. Who knows? There would be there would be there to me. That makes no sense to do cryptic messages and fucking do like, you know, what is it called? Crop shit. Crop circles. Yeah, there would be no Maybe sense. Maybe it's alien artists. <laughs> there'd be no sense to do any of that stuff. It Maybe would, Earth is their landscape. No, it would. This is why Maybe I'm like alien trolls. You never know. Refrain. Ref, if you ever see stuff like that, aliens would not be that cryptic. It, if there are intelligent species visiting this planet, they would just show themselves. They wouldn't. That's just like us. I think you're saying a lot based on nothing. I'm basing it off experience, like historical relevancy of like how we interact with um, people. Like we come upon new lands and we interact with the inhabitants of that land. Okay, but I think you should put more of a I think or possibly caveats yeah. on there because you sound a little bit too. Confident. But it's more. But because because it's less probable that they would go why why would you go cryptic why would you go why would you send weird messages and stuff like but that but the thing is who says the messages even for you i mean like you're ascribing too many things I mean, bro, you're, with no you're, knowledge you're putting graffiti graffiti on my property here maybe so <laughs> what if aliens have stupid people like us you know we we could have like uh you know the trump supporters of uh, the the universe the, the coming universe. over here <laughs> that's our land right there right uh-huh Whatever, whatever the knows? equivalent is, who knows? I mean, are, are there individualists? The Trump supporters of Andromeda <laughs> make the galaxy great again. <laughs> yeah, that's their uh, that's their logo. That's yeah. the uh, that's the alien Trump logo. Yeah, <laughs> that they're putting in the crop circles. <laughs> so make the universe great. Again. Make Andromeda great again. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it so much. Um, yeah, yeah, no, nah, they, um, if that's the case, then be prepared for all out war, I guess. Um, because <laughs> we, cause we got our own, we got our own, like, you know, good old boys that are ready to die for this, <laughs> for not only their country, but this planet. Yeah, but our good old boys don't have, uh, force fields and laser guns. <laughs> <laughs> but we are good, we are good old fashioned lead, man. You know what I mean? Aliens could be bending shit, bending things with their minds, yeah. magnetic magnetic fields and whatnot. Little do they, know. I don't know. <laughs> Little do they know that we've uh, we have like, you know, um, so many simulated uh, warriors because simulated warriors. Yeah, we have teenagers playing simulated war, becoming. <laughs> you mean in Fortnite? In Fortnite and uh, Call of Duty and stuff. Warzone. Yeah, we have so many people that are ready for have been preparing hours <laughs> upon hours of their day. Yeah. Becoming trained killers. <laughs> for the Great War. For the Great War. For the Great Intergalactic War. It's like an Ender's Game scenario, you know? I don't know. I'm not familiar with <laughs> the series. Have you, seen the, have you seen the movie? No. Oh, shoot. It's it's like a... It, uh, it's a story about how these children are prepared by video games to uh, fight an intergalactic war. They think it's like a fun video game, like shooting space bugs and mm. stuff. And then oh, and it's real. And it's real. They're really oh, preparing wow. them to fight space bugs. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, at the end of the, at, well, at the end of the movie, they, or at the end of the book or something. That's like Star Trek Troopers. They're told that it's a real thing. Yeah, I think, I think pro it's probably inspired. Maybe Star Troopers is inspired by the book. Yeah, I think Henry's aim came first, I would yeah, say. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, that's kind of how it just, uh, devolves is just like, just this, the kids learn how to they're trained to learn how to kill in the video game mm -hmm. and uh and just be good about it and the enders is ender is kind of like this uh kid who's particularly good at the game because mm. his 
reaction time is better. His KD ratio is like insane. <laughs> he's he's to, got that good sensitivity. Sensitivity. Kill to death ratio. He's using like a. He's using like a, a keyboard. A WASD. WASD. Configuration. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's got yeah. the nice. Uh, the um, gaming mouse. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, nah, but it's kind of like that. I, I wonder if. Um, do you think those skills translate at all? Does reaction time yeah, stuff? Yeah. You think so? Yeah, I think it translates to your um, your your hand-eye coordination a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, not actually, maybe not hand-eye coordination, but it it, it translates to reaction time at the minimum, right? Yeah, probably to other things too, but I'm not sure exactly. Have you gotten worse at it? Would you say? Oh yeah, because gotten older. Because I don't play video games with that kind of reaction time requirement anymore. Mm-hmm. But were you better as a as a youngin? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. So when you go back, or you to- mean better in terms of what? Just do you think if you went back and played, let's say, uh, uh, something that required a fast reaction time, mm-hmm. do you think you'd be as good as when you were a teen? Uh, probably not. Probably if, not. If also, because I had way more time to do that kind of stuff when I was younger. Yeah, and if it, what I'm basically getting down to is, if there was an intergalactic war, Terrence, are you ready to fight <laughs> for humanity? Absolutely not. <laughs> Would you I'm be the ready? scientist, bro? I'll make the bombs. I'll make the. You make the bombs. I'll make the guns and. Mm. I'll design the new tech, but uh, you'll send the young ones. I'll to do f- anything not to fight. <laughs> to go fight, you'll send the young ones. Yeah, I'm not trying to die. I'm not trying to be the human meat shield. <laughs> <laughs> you'll be like the guy from uh, from Independence Day, the <laughs> the uh, dad. Honey, I'm going home. What does he say? <laughs> like, <laughs> Where he crashes into the sh- into yeah, the thing. Yeah, he, he delivers the nuke. Uh, yeah, yeah. By directly, <laughs> I would do that. I'd probably do that. Hey, yeah, if you're in a war, you got to have to, you got to do that stuff, right? Yeah. For the greater good. Yeah. 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 What a way, what a legend. Do you think you would, do you think you could uh, handle the, um, the pressure? The pressures of war? I mean, yeah. Yeah, I think you probably could. <laughs> it just would suck. I just but laugh about it. To. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just make, just in the Juan's pits. got the maniacal, insane laugh. <laughs> no, no, if I was, if I was in, honestly, yeah, if, I think if I was in World War One, I, I, I mean, obviously traumatic. But uh, any Let's other be world real, wars, though, we'd probably both die first. Yeah, <laughs> we sure. both get shot with a straight bullet. Yeah. No, I think I think we're too intelligent to be in the. <laughs> well, that's the thing is like on the ground. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. We'd probably be. I would be a sniper if I could be. Well, we'd probably be intelligence, like you're saying. We would be manning some kind of. Um, we would be manning some kind of equipment, most likely. Yeah, yeah. We would not be marines. Uh, no, like anything. <laughs> I'm like. Yeah, like I would go for like Air Force or like, you know, something like that or maybe like a submarine mm-hmm. operator or yeah. some kind of intelligence or yeah. maybe even manning like for nowadays like the GPS infrastructure or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, or artillery or something yeah. maybe. Yeah, with physics degree we would be able to get pretty high. Well, let's just assume ranks. you're not in physics. Let's just say you're just a lowly Oh, you then know. I'm going to get shot. <laughs> My like, luck, I'm the guy who gets shot by a stray bullet for sure. <laughs> I'm then, ready to get, I'm ready to I'm ready to go. I got my fucking, yeah. you know, bullet tassels on. I'm like, let's do this. Yeah, or, and then our straight bullet just fucking kills <laughs> me. Yeah. <laughs> just hits you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, no, That's I think luck. Or you die of like, uh, of like foot. What is it called? <laughs> it's like that. Like uh, gangrene or gangrene, something. Yeah. Because your foot's in the mud all the time and then you get a small infection. Yeah. And that it would spreads. definitely be me. Yeah. I mean, that was literally half half of our fucking army. In yeah. World War. Yeah, that's the real brutal reality of it, right? Yeah. At least when you think you're in the army, you think you're going to die a glorious death. Mm-hmm. But most likely, you're just going to die in the stupidest way ever. Like you're going to get wounded, and then you're going to get inf- an infection. Yeah. I mean, honestly, a lot a lot of people died that way. We're going to die from like food poisoning because you ate a bad biscuit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's yeah it's likely it's very likely yeah. Um, no, but I, I think I would like I would like to be a sniper if I could be one. Mm, that's an you interesting know? one. Yeah. Do just you have any experience shooting guns? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying like it's just a very technical skill to do mm. that. You know. Yeah, it is very like, hard. Yeah, because you gotta. There's some physics involved, man. You have to think about the Coriolis effect. Right. And then right. you have to think about like, wind, wind direction and stuff. And you have to have somebody there. And you have a very steady hand. You do. Which you don't have to have someone there. Yeah. No, it you, helps if you do. It you helps if you to. do, I guess, because then you can you can. Um, That's the modern snipers, is what you're thinking. Yeah, yeah. The modern snipers have all this crazy equipment to be able to measure actual wind speed, and you know the arc, the distance arc, and the Coriolis yeah, force, yeah, like you're yeah. saying, all that stuff. Yeah. But that's fancy new modern tech. Yeah. Imagine the snipers back in the day, where it's just a guy and his fucking 
magnifying scope. glass scope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they had to just build an intuition. No, they definitely had to have. They did some have kinda. to build an intuition. Really? Yeah. It's not enough to just maybe lick your thumb and just. Well, that's what they did. Caution. They would do them. like rudimentary tests, like licking mm-hmm. your thumb, like you're saying. Feel the wind. They would know kind of like the distances and be able to calculate these things. It was kind of like playing golf. Because mm-hmm. you know how the golfer has to have a very, uh, a very golf. I know golf nothing intuition. about golf, Terrence. <laughs> well, basically, golf intuition is is similar because they have to know like how hard to hit the ball. Mm-hmm. They got to really do it in such a way where their stroke is right, where they're not going to slice to either direction, mm-hmm. but also put enough power in it where you can get as few strokes as possible. Mm-hmm. And then you have to calculate wind speed and things in a mm-hmm. rudimentary way. Mm-hmm. And of course, when you're putting, then it gets into also knowing the terrain you know you need yeah, to know yeah. the slopes of the terrain and whatnot and also yeah. like the wetness of the grass and things interesting so it's a very like field based sport that's kind of reminiscent in many ways to sniping I would believe yeah I mean you have to take in a lot of information it seems yeah yeah. and you have to do it all in like a kind of it's very cerebral I guess is what sense. I'm trying to get to yeah yeah. yeah, you're taking a lot of sensory information and making right. sense of it, and like kind of like sorting. it's cerebral and physical at the same time, though, because you're yeah. translating this these best guesses based on intuition into yeah. physical movement, yeah. which is very hard. Right? Well, that's why that's why it sounds appealing to me. Yeah, because it sounds like, cool. It, it's yeah, it's way better than just like aiming. I've shot guns before, like, yeah. and it's just like okay, I'm just supposed to point and shoot. And I have pretty decent <laughs> accuracy. Like, I, I don't have... I'm Are you always good. a sniper or camper in the games? Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I am, I am. I'm just, always the tank in games. Really? Yeah. <laughs> the guy that just is like the human sponge. I like being the human sponge. The support. The No, the, the one that... Well, I guess it is support. It yeah. is support, yeah. Taking yeah. all the damage. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, because, I mean, it sets up the tactical plays. Because, like, yeah. if you're the support, if you're the tank, you're... Because you initiate... Strategically, yeah. Yeah. You're, you're the... yeah. And you can also direct fire away from, yeah, you know the people. You you set the you set the 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 strategy in motion. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I I like playing. I guess I guess I'm also kind of a support because snipers typically don't play like off- offensive. Oh, main role. Yeah, they okay. don't play offense. They play like. Um, but snipers, you could almost think of as like a glass cannon in some sense. <laughs> what do you mean? Because the damage is so huge. Oh yeah, right? yeah, yeah. It's a it's a it's a very. Um, what would you call it? it's kind of a very critical piece to the puzzle to to yeah i mean for sure if we're talking like video but i'm games. but i'm saying there's su- there's still support like okay in some sense. i guess infantry would be the main assault okay yeah the assault yeah yeah, yeah. cuz uh, you can never as a, as a sniper you 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 wouldn't yeah you wouldn't take out a whole army unless right. you were in that movie what is that movie called there was a movie with the sniper that yeah. took out a whole platoon or something well i know in glorious bastards had a guy like that Really? Um, yeah, because remember Hitler had his the movie premiere for the guy who was like oh, a super yeah. Nazi war hero sniper guy. Yeah, yeah, and he took out like a hundred or something troops or something single handedly. Yeah, and yeah. lived. Yeah, I'm wondering if that was there was a movie about this person. I don't know if he was a Nazi though. <laughs> <laughs> Probably <laughs> not. I was thinking. It, I don't think we celebrate Nazis like. No, that. I know, I know, but it, but it was in World War One or two. But I only know this because I played Call of Duty. I think too, and that was that was off of one of the world wars. Was it Bradley Cooper, uh, American Sniper? I don't know, not at all. <laughs> With the fake baby. Um, no, it wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, it, it was. I'm just gonna say the scenario, but you're in a tower in the town, and you have to fight basically a whole infantry off, mm. and uh, they basically simulate the scenario that this guy was in, and you're mm. playing it in the video game, like you're. You you like you're just dropped on the map and it's a it's a farm town or something and it, they tell you to like you know this is your location that you got to go to mm-hmm. or maybe the plan like is if I remember correctly the the plan is to do something else but then plans change your your plan is screwed most of your men die so you have to go to the tower and then mm-hmm. like defend your position and then at the and end snipe some motherfuckers so you snipe like a bunch of people. And then, like, at the end, you die. Oh, damn. <laughs> because that's what glory. happens in real life. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what happened in real life. And, and then, like, yeah, that that's the story of that guy. I forget his name. Okay. But it's an incredible story. The fact that video games kind of... And 
the fact that video games can like make you kind of part of that history mm-hmm. is intense. Man, that's how I learned all my history from video games. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> Pretty much. I know a lot of history from video games that I never learned in school. Are you serious? That's the stuff that stuck the most, probably. Yeah. Okay, like from what video game? I mean, <laughs> I mean, Age of Empires taught me so much. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I mean, that was probably almost all my world history right there. <laughs> you heard it here first. Yeah. So make your kids. Actually, I would do that if I was a professor or a te- not a professor, mm-hmm. a teacher, like a high school. It's teacher. fun, man. It's a great way so to have kids learn. Like, yeah. why not? I-, I think if I could teach physics using a video game, I would totally do that. Right. Like Angry Birds was the closest thing to that. <laughs> why is that? <laughs> because you had to calculate an angle for project. It's a projectile. Ah, for it's physics. For physics. Mm. It's literally projectile physics, the game. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like you just right. have to get the angle right and then like. You could make it a physics component, though, and make them actually calculate the angle and measure the distance. Yeah. As well as the initial velocity. Yeah. I always thought I always thought about that. How could you make a cool calculus game with differentiation and integration? I thought about that, too, for a while. It's, it's kind of hard. to. I can't think of any good ideas, though. I thought about uh, a website that you could, like, make you, – you could sort of gamify calculus – that's the same thing I can't oh, really? do. Yeah. That's the only cool <laughs> thing. It's like you can make it so like you can say, like, oh, I want to use this technique. Like you get an integral or something, right? Yeah. And you say like, oh, I want to do a U sub. And then you get to yeah. choose what your U sub is. And then yeah. you can, it just like does the work for you. It's yeah. the same as doing it by hand, but yeah. you just don't have to write it down. And you can solve the integral using those techniques. And that's, that's amazing. Like I yeah. wanted to do that because a part of my laziness was just writing things down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is probably a lot of. A lot of physicists, especially, just writing it down, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you just sit on your phone and just... <laughs> okay, this is how you solve it. All right, good enough. Yeah. Yeah, I, I had a lot of those moments where I was just like, man, it'd be cool to have a game mm-hmm. where... Because, like, you, you would, would you do those, would you do those, like, quiz things? Not quiz things. Like, those, brilliant? Like, yeah, I guess, yeah. like, those, like, calculus things where, like, you have to manually evaluate the integral and then they pops out an answer. Yeah. Or you pop, you type in the answer. Yeah. And you but you do the know. work because you do it on purpose. Paper. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah, the yeah, annoying yeah. part. It's like you're supposed to take away that part. Yeah. Part. Just make it so you just say like, "Oh, I want to do U sub," and tell what it is, and then it just does the work. Yeah, because the then, fun part. Yeah, because then you get immediate. For me, it was wanting immediate feedback. Yeah. About the yeah. process, like if I'm use if I'm doing something incorrectly, like imagine at the end you do all this work and at the end you plug in the answer mm. and it's wrong and you're like, there's a, there's a frustration that is like. <laughs> You just kind of fold your hands and you're like, fuck. Because it's usually also your algebra that's the mistake, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like not even the calculus part. Yeah. It's like just all the in between stuff. And so like, that's our next uh, venture right there. One. Damn, make a, we already make a came phone with three. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a phone app for lazy bastards who want to do calculus, and that should be really good for people who don't know calculus either, because then you could just mess around, yeah. and see what happens, kind yeah. of. Yeah, no, it's, be a, cool. it's, it's a great, I mean, you could sell it to tutoring companies. What would the name be? Um, <laughs> uh, I had a name for this company that I had, was thinking about, like, what when, was your name? Was, it was like, uh, something with, it was a play on calculus, I don't know. Okay. Um, I don't remember, it was like 10 years ago now. Oh, okay. But, what, did you Calcus have a name? Sluts. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just being Calcus stupid Sluts. Uh, I don't know. It was something. It was something funny. But um, I also had this other idea of like uh, a a uh, a whiteboard like eraser, but it's like a glove. You told me. I that. told you about this. Yeah, it's really silly. I'm like Juan. Why don't you just use the eraser, bro? <laughs> I'm not wearing a not wearing a Michael Jackson glove to erase. Just it the looks board. cool. It looks cool. Like you know what I mean. Like you could be like. Hello, kids. Welcome to another lecture. You're just putting on your gloves. That's when you know that you're the ultimate nerd. You've yeah. got an embrace circle. <laughs> you know, we got to get to work. It's because so many, so many physicists back in the day used to be like, they put on suits to go to lectures and they feel like, I'm a mechanic. I'm a quantum mechanic. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Or I'm a classical mechanic. So if you have a, quad, a mechanics glove. Of a glove. Baby, I got to wash my gloves. It'd be like a white work. glove for chalk. Yeah, yeah, for okay. chalk. Yeah. <laughs> Babe, my glove, my work gloves are dirty. <laughs> oh, my hands are so dirty, baby. They're just so they're like all dried out from from uh, just. We need a we need a uh, a chalk resistant pair of black pants. <laughs> <laughs> that would yeah. sell like hotcakes for physicists. Yeah, that my would. God, those bastards always have chalk all over their plant pants. And nowadays, you have targeted ads, so you can definitely have like yeah. You can just like tired of looking like a. Well, no, because like 
Well, the, the uh, I'm gonna have to believe that one. I had I I, I had said something in my um, in my uh, on my phone. I was talking about I used I kept repeating one word, and then on Facebook it was like you might know you might like this thing, and I was just like, what the f-? like damn. Oh, it's been listening in on you. It definitely listens in on you. That's creepy. And even man. though, even though they deny I, it so hard, and they too. deny it so yeah, hard, but I'm do. like, you bastard. Yeah, I'm like, I don't know. Yes, I don't know because you, you don't know that you can't see the code, right? You can't see the source no, code. But they're definitely listening, and I don't have them enabled to listen in on my mic stuff. Right. So mm. they're doing something. But I'm like, is it just that your pattern of behavior just points you towards that direction? No. So I'm like, I don't know. No. But then I was like, I don't know. Oh, man. you know what it probably is? It's because. Um, it, I think Instagram d- does have access to your mic. That's and, what I'm saying. And Instagram owns its own. Oh, Facebook. there you go. So, and they're translating that information over to Facebook. M- Mark Zuckerberg would do that too, for sure. Sly. Yeah. You sly devil, you. Yeah. He's gonna actually. You know what? I'm. I wouldn't be surprised if he's installing the monoliths <laughs> because he's ready. He <laughs> wants to, to listen in. He wants the world to be ready for when he reveals. Once he peels off his skin. <laughs> <laughs> reveals the real alien being underneath his uh he already looks like data from star trek <laughs> <laughs> there's so many memes of him because i'm like bro get some sunlight man like, what's going on with you well there was that there was that iconic photo of him on the surfboard oh, with yeah, all the yeah, sunscreen yeah. <laughs> like you're not gonna die like i i i'm just like get some i don't know do you think he plans on living to be a hundred and something oh sure for sure because he's doing so many things to just like I'm sure during quarantine he's like, uh, yeah, yeah. He's probably injecting some kind of serum already. <laughs> like it's some a, kind of long. Yeah, those serum. Silicon Valley guys are also super like, just particular about certain things. Like they, they will like. <clears throat> there was a trend where they were getting young people's blood transfusions. Mm-hmm. Did you hear about this? No. They, Not surprising though. Young people's blood has been a thing for like people trying to for find vitality the of youth forever, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but there is some grain of truth to that, apparently. I'm sure it is because yeah. it's young blood cells, right? Yeah. But I'm sure it has an almost negligible effect on you if you're Probably. like 40 years old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. But it's it's kind of like, man, you guys are just so. I don't think it, it, I'm trying to think what level of of wealth I would get to to have weird, <laughs> like what what is. When it starts getting weird, when it start when I start getting weird, like I start doing weird things that are not that sh- I shouldn't be doing. Hmm. Like at some point, probably you s- probably about twenty mil will start getting you there for sure. I think once you start hitting twenty mil, you're gonna start doing some strange stuff. So you're saying like you just get to a certain like it starts affecting your psyche of like what is yeah. That's to me the upper limit. It could go lower than that, but I'm pretty yeah. sure twenty mil is gonna start getting you to do some weird stuff. You're like what? What are my upper bounds of human decency and behavior? Yeah. Let me think. Because at least at that point, you can start affording things like sleeping in hyperbaric chambers or like yeah. getting IV drips every day. Like true. Yeah, twenty Dang. mil is definitely a solid number for that. You could probably pay somebody for a new organ. Yeah. 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 Wow. <laughs> I have all new organs. I have the organs of a twenty. 20- Four year old, <laughs> and I'm 45. And then you die of it in a car accident. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like these people are just so like absurdly. I don't know. It means, I guess. But I feel like you, of all people, one you would definitely get into some crazy self care. Don't say that because you already are so concerned about self care. I am. I know you that. gotta be. You're gonna be sleeping in a hyperbaric chamber, bro. If you get 20 million, I am. <laughs> I know I am. I just. I, I'm it's already gonna, gonna I'm already gonna set boundaries if I ever reach that level of. <laughs> you're like you're gonna just kill me if I ever get to this level. Yeah, I'm gonna hire a hitman when I first make my first million. And say, if you ever read an article about, no, just like hire a sleeper cell. Like, yeah, if so when, so you don't know when it's coming. Yeah, no, but he's act, or he or she's acting activated by like a certain, a certain phrase <laughs> yeah so he just sees you in the pocket saying i've purchased my hyperbaric chamber and then he like activates <laughs> yeah <laughs> honey i'll be back yeah. and then just like three days later honey where were you just taking wiping the blood off wiping wiping the gloves that yeah you know, that i've made for my subsidiary company <laughs> of chalk uh chalk gloves <laughs> um yeah, man. 
Yeah. Anyway, this is <laughs> yeah, we're going, we're going. So, uh, yeah, this is the this is one of the dumber podcasts. There, uh. <laughs> well, hopefully you guys Uh-oh. enjoyed it, though. I'm sorry, y'all. It's finals week. If we're too stupid, you know, let us know. It's finals week. I'm sorry. You know, there was a uh, it was it was post Thanksgiving. I like the stupid podcast though. Honestly, I, I, yeah, yeah. It's just post Thanksgiving. Uh, yeah. Finals is coming to to uh, mm-hmm. to to us, I guess, reaching us, and. Um, and yeah, just yeah. so we, we really didn't have any, well, we just want to talk about the news. So. Yeah, yeah. But, so uh, let's wrap it up. So um, thank you guys for listening. And, uh, you know, if you guys like us, please make sure to support us on Patreon if you're interested. Just $1 a month, you get access to a 30-minute podcast. At least. There's been yeah. hours. We've done hours. Yeah, yeah. Recently. <laughs> so, yeah. And that's every week. So make sure you guys um, check that out. Um <clears throat> And then also, guys, check out our website, eigenbros.com. Check out eigenbros on Instagram, eigenbros on Twitter, and eigenbros2 on TikTok. And then also make sure you like, share, and subscribe if you haven't. Yeah. And that should be it. Anything else, Juan? No, that's it. All right. See you guys. See you.